sport. I think it's high time that we talk about sport. And uh, when I say sport, I don't necessarily mean sports, but I mean sport in the sense of kind of what it means, the spirit of it, the essence of it, and how uh, that too uh, can become a cliche and has become a cliche in, in some of our families. Uh, and so my journey with sport, I'm, uh, I've said it before on a previous podcast, I'm, I was my mama's biggest child. I, <laughs> I was kind of the runt. Uh, when it came to uh, after that growth spurt, uh, you know, I still was still at that peak. <laughs> so I got big real quick and then I didn't grow a whole lot more. Uh, but, you know, ended up being uh, relative height, uh, relative stature. Uh, and to this day, you know, right now, uh, you know, I see myself in a whole new light with regard to my physical nature, uh, because I've learned how to put on a different lens. Uh, but sport as a lens uh, kind of provides itself to, to competition. I've spoken about competition before. Uh, sport involves kind of that brute strength, you know, uh, being the, the quickest one there, uh, being the strongest one, the fastest one. And uh, when it comes to that arena, that's, that's always necessary. To be the fastest one, the coach wants you to be exact and precise in the play uh, and in the play call and in the X's and O's, whether it be, you know, if it's tennis, if it's golf, uh, that coach wants you to be exact, wants you to hit that ball a certain way, know which iron to uh, to hit uh, with a certain distance and knowing whether it's a fairway or whether it's a rough or whether it's the sand lot. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of different things that go on into sport and, and how we think about uh, preparing ourselves uh, to be the best. Uh, I don't think anyone gets involved in sport uh, without wanting to be the best. And so it does take on a, a certain mentality, uh, a certain uh, kind of awareness about oneself, about one's physical nature, about one's physical strength, uh, about the, the quickness, about the uh, agility, uh, about that quickness, that endurance factor, uh, all those things, uh, you know, with regard to, again, in that arena, having to do with the physical nature of the anatomy, it's so relevant uh, and it's so needed. And, and you know, as, as a people, we excel. Uh, we, excel we excel in sport. We, we excel in uh, and being the best, uh, the best in the world when it comes to the to the NBA, uh, you know, they, they they I don't know how long they've been saying it, but they've been saying it for the last maybe 10 years or longer uh, saying, you know, when an NBA championship or NFL or uh, Major League Baseball uh, over here, they'll say, oh, yeah, the number one in the world. We're just the United States of America. But if they win a championship here in the United States, they'll say number one in the world. Pay attention. If the next one that wins the Super Bowl, the one that won that the uh, the, the baseball, uh, they call them the number one in the world. The ones that won basketball, number one in the world. And then the athletes on these teams are the number one athletes in the world. And so all the work that goes into the physical body. Uh, becoming the number one in the world, whether it's, I mean, look at Olympics. You got folks swimming up a storm. Uh, you got sprinters, long distance, and the training that goes in, whether it's a marathon or a 100-yard dash, whether it's the hurdles 
uh, or the 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 butterfly, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's in that swimming pool. It, it, it takes a lot. It takes the breathing. It takes all of those things, cycling, all of those things, javelin. Uh, it's a lot that, that go, that's involved in sport. And so, but what happens when that sport ends? What happens when you get too old to play that sport? I know a dancer uh, who I've been, you know, kind of saying for a while and a few of them, you know, and I'm like, you know, eventually you're going to get too old to dance. So, you know, think about teaching, think about doing other things, think about, you know, uh, extending yourself in another uh, direction. So therefore, uh, you know, when that sport ends, uh, you can still continue. Uh, and most people do. Um, but, you know, when you think about uh, all of the things that go into the physical, that pour into the physical uh, nature of getting to be the best in the world and to involving oneself in sport and just immersing yourself into the daily, the weekly, the monthly, the yearly grind. That's a real physical grind. Uh, it's a real mental grind. My coaches used to say, you know, playing football is more mental than physical. And it is. Uh, it's kind of brainwashing. Uh, when you get to only conditioning the physical body uh, and using your mental power to condition the physical body to be exact, that starves your, phys- your spiritual nature. It starves your spiritual nature. <sighs> we are a spiritual being. We have a soul, yet we live in this physical body. And so two thirds of us, you don't even see. But if you if, if one suspends and spends all of their time and energy going after the only what we see, then there's an imbalance there. There's an imbalance. And so we have to deal with that as a people. We love sport. I love sport. So my journey with sport was a little bit shorter than others. But what I appreciate is taking I thank God for, for the proverb that said wisdom cries aloud in the streets. Right. So when I think about wisdom, crying, I was able to apply what I learned from sports. Like my coach would say in, in high school, he'd say, uh, keep your head on a swivel. And so to this day, when I'm driving, I'm keeping my head on a swivel. Uh, even in my spirit, I keep my head on a swivel. And so we learn that certain principles, they apply even from sport. They have to apply to our spiritual nature. And so in some cases they do, and in some we use the same type of technique to get to the spiritual. And no, the spirit and our physical forces, our physical nature, they are empty. They are against one another. And so the things that I would do to prepare my physical body, the mental prowess, the, all the energy, all the study, that does not amount to a hill of beans, like my granddad would say, when it comes to the spiritual. It doesn't. I can read one verse in the word of the Most High God. And it was recent. I, I, I read five verses uh, in, in, in a previous podcast. and I haven't released it yet, but it's five verses. I, I can read one verse and, and be edified for the entire day and just be mesmerized. Like, OK, uh, number one, how does this apply? Number one, thank you. Then I'm looking at the wisdom and I'm looking at the spiritual nature. And then I'm thinking to try trying to figure out the other connected points of the other thoughts that I have. And so that's very, very different than 
repetition, reading it over and over and over again. No, meditation, yes, it starts at a point, but then it evolves into something that is existent of its own. And it's not exact, except for by way of the spirit of the Most High God when it comes to that type of meditation. And so as we realize that sport take us so, takes us so far, the work that we've done with our physical body has only taken us so far. And some has hit a wall, and there's a wall there, but there's ascension. If we lean uh, not to our own understanding, not to our own uh, much study, not to our own repetition, we will realize that there are teachers, there, there are uh, there are, there's wisdom that will come from the various places that you never even thought of. And so we, we begin to pick apart sport. We begin to pick apart these things that we love. And in our children, we, we, we say, oh, yeah, I want to be a basketball star. I want to be a football star. Yeah, we have to think about that. We have to think about uh, all the things that I just said and then the sacrifices that are made and then the the separation that... <laughs> Happens because of sport. All you are around in sport are the folks that are just like you. And so think about that. If I'm only around folks that uh, are, are in sport in there, there's nobody that's given a philosophy. There's nobody that's spiritual in nature. Or uh, there are there are leechers. There are, there are things and forces around that would cause distrust and mistrust. There are things that we've picked up along the way that we have to unlearn. There are things that we've picked up along the way that we've got to unlearn. We have to learn how to apply them differently. Because energy, uh, it doesn't die. The things that we've picked up along the way, it's not going to die. But we've got to transform it. We've got to realize that it's done differently over here. It's done differently when it comes to um, gaining knowledge and seeking wisdom uh, and, and, and really pressing into your innermost being. There's a distinction. And along the way, cliches have to be killed. These barriers, these man-made forces, these uh, competitive things, these all of these uh, uh, hindrances or money makers uh, or things that will say, yeah, go after that. Even that degree, it becomes a hindrance uh, because I apply all of my uh, my reading into getting that master's, into getting that doctorate. And, but I forget about the spirit of the most high God. I forget that I have an innermost being that wants to be fed more than somebody else's philosophy. More than somebody else's X's and O's. That my innermost being wants to be fed by way of the spirit of the most high God. And so that's where we're on our way to. So sport uh, can only lead us so far. The physical can only lead us so far. And the things that we've applied ourselves and how to get to those things that are physical, even the things that I to do to, to apply to get to get money. I can apply that same principle over to the spiritual world. It doesn't apply. And so realizing that we have to live a certain kind of way in order to even listen, in order to even learn and to glean and to be mature uh, in a holistic way. Right. I talked about, you know, we, we we're, we're in three different forms. I, I have a soul. Uh, I, 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 I am a soul, I have a spirit, but I live in a body. I said again, I am a soul, I have a spirit, but I live in this physical body. 
And so we have to learn how to feed the nature of who we are, the anatomy of who we are. And therein lies victory. (laughs) There's victory in knowing what I'm feeding. If I know I'm feeding it to my flesh, all right, yeah, I have to eat a certain way. If I know I'm feeding my soul, okay. If I know I'm feeding my spirit, yes. And so as we move along, we're we're, we're moving to learn that, uh, you know, even the things that are in books, even the things that uh, they will say are what we ought to know, uh, that those are some there's some cliches in there. There's some real conversation going over here in, in killing cliches. And so whereas we started from sport and we looked at, yeah, the physical nature of, of man and woman, then we realized that uh, there is a soul that interprets what our spirit is bringing in. And so we are pressing along. Uh, and I'm not trying to be the deepest one in the sea. No, I'm just trying to... Uh, Get us there, just walk by walk, step by step. Uh, because even through sport, I've thought about it. Sport can yield to insecurity. Sport can lead to if the coach don't say I got it right, then I don't have it right. Uh, if somebody else doesn't say I have it right, then, then it can lead to needing validation, needing validation of something outside of yourself. <sighs> by way of the spirit of the most high God, I don't need anybody to validate me. By the most being, I'm validated. Because of what I believe and the confidence on my face and my disposition shows it. I don't have to answer to anyone. Now I have to learn not to be offensive. I have to learn how to take on the fruits of the spirit. That's temperance. That's goodness. That's meekness. That's love. That's joy. That's peace. I have to take on, I have to take on those fruits as I, as I beam with this light that I have. Because I'm not trying to blind anybody. So as I show and as I, as I grow and as I glow and as I shine, my shine is temperance. My shine is meekness. I love my sisters and my brothers. And I am just delighted to be a force that says, yeah, let us be one. Let us all be one. Every listener, let us be one. Let us be fed and let us know where we're feeding ourselves and know what's being fed and walk thereby. Let us water accordingly and let us live and let us love each other. Let us love each other in spite of knowing that, yeah, there's a brute strength there. There's a force there. There's a, yeah, there's a physical force there that's in the way. Yeah, let's love in spite of that. And let us let each other be ourselves as we pick these things apart because nobody knows it all. And so we're not here to interrogate. We're not here to uh, pick each other apart. We're here to just lift each other up. And that's the goal. That's the desire. And as humbly submitted as I may, uh, you know, about sport, somebody that, you know, my brother said, you know, don't let him play basketball because he can't dribble between his legs. <laughs> somebody that was too short to really make it to a Division One football team. Although I got a football scholarship. I was about six feet between six feet and six one. <laughs> but still, you know, I, I, I say that as a disclaimer. You know, I'm not jealous of sport, love sport when it comes to applying it and rightly dividing it and putting it in its proper perspective because it can't be brought over into the spiritual, into the soul, into the celestial in the same way. So as we grow up together, we're learning that, yeah, it's good to play basketball, play ball, be the best in the world. But understand that there are other parts of you. There are other parts of your nature uh, that need to be fed as well. So 
Let's continue to grow up together.